on the softs. We're here. First, first time on camera. I Thank found this to, the other day. Thank you to our, for, real quick, our sponsor, Red Bull. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to our sponsor. Not that this is a biased podcast, but okay. I, I don't think you can say that to our sponsor. What? Oh, you, I thought you guys were CC'd on that email. So. But, dude, another, another fantastic race. Uh, Red Bull, do it again. Red Bull are back. There was for a couple weeks where we were like, oh, Ferrari got got a little distance on them. Red Bull might be even a little ahead now. Yeah, but even still, like, I had several small anxiety attacks today, one of which was when, when Checo was like, I'm losing power. And they're like, no, like, you're just not in, like, the toe anymore. He's like, no, I'm losing power. Uh, I foresaw Max, like, in, like, that concrete barrier that they just didn't put padding on because oh. it's super dangerous. I saw him, like, Silverstone into that thing. Yeah, yeah, that for a second there when Checo, I was kind of celebrating a little bit when Checo was like, I'm losing power. I was like, oh, here we go. Well, because I needed that too. I had Carlos Sainz in a in a parlay today, but in, in the end it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But they were having a really good battle too. Perez was going to be on the podium if, if he didn't have that problem. Yeah, I mean, um, sorry, go ahead, Jake. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say with the car-wise, I think it's amazing how quick Red Bull was able to, uh, I don't know what problems they had with the reliability issues, but they've bounced back in such a way that Ferrari really needs to start yeah. bringing upgrades. Now. Well, the I mean, it's, it's almost like last year, Red Bull has that amazing straight line speed, and uh, Ferrari's a lot quicker in turns and curves like Mercedes was, so it's really uh, amazing. And I think it's like a testament genius. to Genius. Man's a genius. I mean, that man... He could build yeah. a race car in his sleep, and it'll be one of the best cars to, yeah, like, to ever be on a track. It's disgusting. So I've been at this job. Sorry, go ahead. I, I'll go ahead. No. Say, real quick, he's like that guy's like uh, in Days of Thunder, where he's like building a race car in the garage. And he's like talking to it. And he's like, "Now you're gonna run real like that's." That is- it's so crazy because <laughs> I've been so I've been uh, I've been listening to his book. I got the audio book of his book, and he talks about how he doesn't use so they'll use AutoCAD to build the car mm. after he hand. He draws everything. He doesn't use AutoCAD. So he wow. draws everything out. Then he mm-hmm. gives it to someone to put into that program, and then they figure it out. So he uses a whiteboard, like a, a whiteboard that was at, at school, and mm-hmm. that's how he figures out, yep, this works, ah, this won't work. Yeah. One of the things he talks about in his book was about the, the curve system, how everyone was put it like behind the engine and whatever, and he decided, well, we're going to put it in the gearbox. And everyone was like, can't do it. You can't do it. He's like, no, we're going to try this. And they did it, and what? Four straight world championships. Yeah, I heard uh, Ed DeLuca, uh, actually, uh, in the collab, in AutoCAD on that one. They actually even put Oracle on the side of the car. That was We approached Oracle instead of... Yeah, Montegary yeah. School District. Honestly, I probably would have paid attention more in those classes had I known that it would apply more to stuff yeah. I would be interested in. <laughs> less Pink Floyd, more like... I mean, maybe not, actually. Um, Grand Theft Auto on the computer was what I pretty much did in his class. Yeah. Um, before before we dive into the race, so let's let's chat about a Andretti in F one. Found out a lot about that this weekend. Yes. He seemed to have very confident that he had the funding, um, and and like all the boxes. Like he didn't give out too many details, right? But um, when they had uh, Christian Horner on, he was like. Uh, what did he say? He's like, yeah, like we would like more than welcome you like in the sport and everything. Um, I think from the sounds of it, um, I mean, I'm just speculating, but that's what we get paid here to do. But um, 
uh, like that, like yes from Horner. Like I feel like he, he didn't like talk to the team owners, right? And like that's like the last thing that he's nervous about because like that is prize money that they have to share. Like that is like another car on the grid, right? Like there, there's a lot that goes into that. But that's I think that yes from Horner. Like like when when he like when Horner came on, it was like yes, like we'd love to have you. Like I feel like that was the first time he heard that because he seemed to get actually like really happy. Well, apparently what he was doing, too, was he was going around to all of the team principals and the, the managers of the teams mm-hmm. and getting them to sign a paper. It looked like it was a paper with signatures where I guess they were all like, yeah, we're totally in favor. The teams were writing off. I mean, they plan on building the facility in August in Indianapolis, which is so cool. Love that. They're going to be yeah. testing. I can't wait. They're going to be testing yeah. cars out in Indy. That's going to be so cool, but... On the broadcast, they were uh, asking Mario, it's like, a yes or no questions, like, do you have the money to get in? He's like, yes. Do you have an engine supplier? Yes. And I think it's uh, funny, they asked Mario a question about the money, and he's like, yeah, it's $200 million, and yeah. there's a garage spot. <laughs> and I think that's something that F1, I hope, would, uh, in the future, look to drop, or at least, like, amend. Like, $200 million yeah. to have a stall is absolutely yeah. absurd. I mean, that's a rule that, what, Ferrari and probably. Red Bull Mercedes are probably big because they want their money, but at the same time, like, we could use a couple more privateering teams. It'd be nice to see just teams come in and out. I mean, they'd be backmarkers, well, but it's good to have more Well, the fact that they want to lower the cost for everything is why you're going to see, like, Audi, Audi and Porsche want to get into the sport because they want everything to be cheaper. That's why they're not in it now. It's just too expensive. Frank yeah, well, I mean, Audi and Porsche, like, they make shit really cheap cars. I'm sure they don't have the money. Well, well, hold on. Porsche Red Bull Porsche Racing, Racing is going to make shitty cheap cars. Actually, I, so. I had I had my uh, my one buddy that actually went to the race was at the uh, the before the race there was like nine eleven Cup Championship or whatever, and uh, dude, like I mean obviously it's not Formula One right, but like the racing looked fucking awesome. Like I mean that's that's how the Indy car race was. What were they the the Mazda cars? <laughs> they were so loud. Oh yeah, they had like the Mazda RX-7s racing. There's like that's times. where, but that's where that news broke that they were gonna at, at the St. Pete Grand Prix where he he sent in an interview with some guy who was like ten thousand followers, but a nice, a nice racing page. I can't remember the guy's name. That they mm-hmm. had the funding. They have the Renault engines. I guess is where their where where their money's at mm-hmm. with who they want to go with. I would have chose Ferrari, but uh, you know Renault. Renault needs another team to supply so. I just hope they get it done. It's it's something that needs to happen. A true a true American team because right. Love Gene Haas, but he hasn't had an American driver sniff that team. So yeah. no, and I mean so and I'm I'm gonna like break your heart with this, right? But you heard how favorably he spoke about like Colin Herta, right? I want dude. I hope Colin Herta, if Colin Herta ends up in a Red Bull, I will cheer for Red Bull. I want Colin Herta in a car well. so bad. I, it doesn't matter to me. Well, really I know you said like, that, that McLaren spot is his, so that's why I said I was going to break your heart because I think it would be really cool if he did. Well, no, I, I, I said this before. Again, he has a guaranteed spot with Andretti mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out with McLaren. I hope it works out with McLaren because I'd rather see him probably competing towards the front. Not saying Andretti isn't capable, but I would imagine the first couple of years in, they're more back. Yeah, it's just going to be hard rough. because it's a whole new, whole right. new thing. But, dude, I can't. It's not going to be televised, but I can't wait to see some of the stuff that comes out of the test that he does later this year. Him and Pato, man, I think they're ready for it. It's well, I love Daniel Ricardo. It's just he's getting to that age, and it's like McLaren's going to look towards the future, and I just don't think it's with Daniel Ricardo past these next two or so years. 
Ricardo hasn't done anything. Like, he really hasn't. And I mean, it, all right, if we're going to get into the race, um, like, first off, I feel like, and this is what I texted you guys earlier, like, last year there was a lot of, like, toxicity, like, a lot, like, social media, like, everything, right? I think today was the first time where I saw, like, the cool-down room, for example. Like, that's back. Um, that, that's great to have back. But, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, moment that comes to mind is when Lewis, like, threw the hat at Nico and, like, the cool-down room. That's stuff. great. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's, like, perhaps why we didn't see that last year is because, like, there was a lot of actual hatred. It, it feels good. Like, it feels like it's, it's good for the sport that there's, like, respect. And, like, you saw, like, Lewis or, – or not Lewis. You saw, like, Charles and Max after and, like, they're talking numbers and stuff. Like, that's great for the sport, you know? I think you would have actually saw more of that if they actually showed a cool-down room with Lewis and Max last year because I think a lot of the hatred came from – again, it came – a lot of the hatred, obviously, was from the fan bases, but it mm. came post-Britain, Brit- the British Grand Prix, yeah. when we realized that the fight was on. Like, mm. this became a real thing, and it was like, I can't be friends with this guy, or even jovial, because he's my rival. Yeah. So, again, who knows? It, I, it won't happen to the degree as as bad as it got last year, where you got, you know, uh, uh, what's-his-name's father, Max's father, saying that Angelo was given Lewis drugs, and... and uh, Lewis fans accusing uh, the Verstappen family of racism, whatever. But um, yeah, it, I don't I think it'll it won't get that bad. But yeah. there's gonna come a time where him and him and Charles get close, and it won't be ha ha great job there, man. It'll be like yo, whoa, whoa yeah. you're a little too close to me. It's coming. It's not gonna be toxic, but it's gonna I'm, come. I mean, you have two young drivers that aren't afraid to get their elbows out, right? Like. You have a, a Red Bull team that's like gaining momentum, getting stronger, clawing back, and you have a Ferrari team that's been working on this product for years. Like it, it's, I, it's gonna go head to head like that, and they're not gonna be best friends. But like to the degree of like, I mean, even what you see on social media, like anything, I mean, the Max and like Lewis fans were just it's, like it was hatred. Not, it's, it, two of the most toxic fan bases in probably yeah. sports. Yeah, I, I mean, most, absolutely. most of whom were the European side. Us Americans are more. You know, no. I mean, I I got on there. I got on there. I was like, cry more, like Max. You know, like I was really going at it with some Europeans. I mean, we we would argue with each other, but it wasn't like I'm gonna kill you. I hate you. It was more. uh, Well, I mean, you you said that to me, not not vice versa. (laughs) Um, No, I I think like this this race and like the culture of like the season is just shaping up like totally different. Like it's so entertaining to watch. Like that race today. It's like it could be a minor headline, especially to, to what we've seen last year, like the amount of events. I mean, I invite you guys to go look at like YouTube and just watch like 2021 season highlights. There's so many moments that like you watch and you're like, oh, I forgot that even happened. Um, yeah. I feel like this race was like it was just it, it, it feels like one of those races we're going to look back on and be like that decided a lot. You know what I mean? And Ferrari, like they had a showing like they went two, three. It, it, essentially, the only thing that changed is Max like you know like winning but ferrari going two three i mean it's like it's it's right there the whole time and this track again like in sector one heavily favors ferrari with all the turns like they were four tenths up at one point and then red bull's trying to fight back for the rest i get we had that big long straight but it's interesting to see how a the red bull upgrades package they lost eight kilograms of weight they just applied that to Checo's car this week i think that's a big reason why he could lose that horsepower and still keep up um and two it's like ferrari just threw in those upgrade packages and like Jake was saying, they're slowly iterating more. But like, what happens next week when they're like, 
I'm fed up with this. Like, let's go two iterations up, and they come out with some crazy like party mode. That's what it's gonna be because next yeah. week is the next week is is it next week? Is it? Yeah, that's where all the upgrades are coming. That's where everyone's bringing major upgrades. Two weeks, uh, two, two weeks, weeks yeah. span. Spain. That's where everyone's bringing major upgrades. Mercedes is supposed to bring major mm-hmm. upgrades to the floor and more. Red Bull's gonna definitely have upgrades. Ferrari's gonna have upgrades. So it's gonna be interesting to see who pulls away. Someone pulls away. Does it bring the field a little more closer together? Um, I will say, Carlos Sainz, great showing today. Finally, we've been waiting for that. AJ, we've lost AJ. Yeah, Carlos had a, a great bounce back race. Yeah. His uh, Carlos' last two races, he completed one racing lap. So this was just a massive week for him to even. I was just hoping he'd be in the points. Thank God he got in the podium. That must be a massive um, boost. Um, he stood uh, no. He st- literally two terrible races after signing a two. year He stood extension. no chance at the front. Like at, right at the beginning when Max was making that move, I had a feeling I was like, Max is going for something here. He's not going to stay behind two Ferraris all race. It's He's so those, spectacular off the get go. It's one of those cases like last year. Everybody thought that Carlos was like, oh, he might be better than Charles and blah blah blah. But it's in reality when Charles has a car that he could drive fast. Oh, he's levels. He, there's there's, there's different there's, levels of there's tiers. Charles, Charles, Max, and Lewis. They are they're a tier of driver that Carlos just isn't at. Maybe he could. Be I don't there, know if Carlos can ever reach not, that tier. They have similar machinery, and he's just we're, we're, we're around. I, I, I think he can with the car. Maybe oh, he could be he really be good. He's going to win a race. He's going to win a race win, this year. But I don't think there's a there's a yeah. tier. Carlos is in the race win, uh, race winner tier. That's where I think he could be. I think he could be a race winner, but. Like, Lewis, Charles, Max, Lando, possibly George Russell. Those are guys that, like, are world champion tier. Like, those are guys who are going to win world championships if you have the right tools underneath them. Yeah, I mean, even Christian Warner said this week, he's like, I mean, this is a bit of a hot take. But, uh, you know, he is our sponsor's, you know, principal. So, um he said, like, like Lando's, like, the only one in that category with, like, Leclerc and Verstappen, which I don't know if I totally agree with that. But I think, like, those are the young guns, right? Like, oh, I think I think what he means is I don't necessarily think he was, like, trying to disrespect anyone. I just think he meant the future of this sport for the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. Again, someone else could come into that field. I think George Russell is going to be a really great driver. But right now, those three are, like, the guys that, like, Lando, Max, and uh, Charles are, like, the guys you think are going to win world champion championships. Yeah. Max has already done it. Yeah, Charles and, and, is in the lead. Those are the guys who are going to be competing for world championships. Yeah, and speaking so I of, don't think that's a hot take at all. No, I, I mean, you know, you never know who's going to come up in two years and be a stud. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing, um, For sure. if we're going to get in, into the race race, one thing that I thought was absolutely hysterical today is so uh, when Pierre uh, and whoever like Pierre got hit and then like didn't crash, I texted you guys and I was like, that's the best thing Pierre ever did for Red Bull ever was not bringing out that safety car. And then three seconds later, he got yeah. crash. Boom. I was like, oh, my God. That was the only thing we needed. We needed no rain, and we needed just, like, no safety car and, like, have the car not actually blow up when we go, like, engine 11, position 5, like, the party mode of, like, empty your battery, you know, throw a rod through, like, the ceiling, like, just go. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Pierre still finds a way to almost screw us. Latifi didn't, though, so that was a nice little change of pace. Yeah, it's because he was, like, 20 seconds behind everybody. Well, you know, he still competes he's against driving the by himself. <laughs> uh, I'm that's shocked. I'm actually me. shocked that that the only real rate, that really the only accident was just someone like I think he was just. Pierre was saying he literally said right before he got in the accident, he's like, "My car won't steer." 
came on to the track maybe a little too soon had that collision nobody put it into the wall which was no. what everyone was worried about with this track and the problems mm-hmm. obviously I, what did they where did where did signs crash he wanted the a safer barrier there they were like no sorry you, which is insane, right? Because which I, I, I that was like turn eleven. He crashed. Yeah, there. And, then, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Akon crashed there, and they're both like, "That's one of the hardest shunts I've ever taken in my life." And the FIA was like, "Ah, sorry, we're not yeah. going to do anything about that." Yeah, well, I mean, there was a company that had their uh, decals there. We're not going to reference that for financial reasons, but um, no, I mean, like, there, there's no reason not to have the barrier there. I thought something really bad was going to happen in that chicane. If you take too much of that first curve, I mean, you're you're done, and nobody like nobody get around, right? So if you have like a DRS train, and somebody takes too much of that, I mean, that's a horrendous wreck. I foresaw that this weekend. Um, oh, another- I, I love I loved I loved having Formula One in the United States. It was so cool to be yeah. able to watch the race at three thirty. That track was horrendous. Yeah, it was, I, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, like I feel like when we're building these things, we shouldn't. Even if it's, even if it's not current drivers testing current cars, we need to have these guys come in. Whether it's last year's machines or what Red Bull always does, where they have like the RB7 and they drive it around in cool places. Like have it bring it to the track and let's see how it does on the track. Where these guys can go, yeah, this corner stinks. You need to do yeah. something because the cars with our new heavy cars is just not going to work. Maybe put something here. They just throw a track together and they're like, here you go, guys. Yeah, have they, at it. They have like a six-year-old crayon and it's like, okay. Like there were turns, couple of straights. And they don't, but like the thing is, did they like test any sort of car on this track before we got here this weekend? Like the, no. the guys, all of them were saying, this track is so bad. The surfacing on this track is horrible. So, yep. Like like all of them. Again, the spectacle was very cool. It was cool seeing people appreciate Formula 1. Cool seeing Michael Jordan talking to Lewis, Tom Brady. They're all Wait. having fun, having no. a good time. But like the racing's what should be important, not the spectacle. Yo, the the grid walk. Speak, speaking it of was like so me. great. It was so <laughs> great. Him That's... chasing down a tall guy going, "Patrick, Patrick, yeah. Patrick." Yeah. And then Serena like doesn't really talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, well, that still went better than normal." And he's just like, "Where?" Like, and then it was so packed, the drivers weren't even there. Like, he couldn't even find. It's like, there's no drivers here. None. There were none there. Not a single one. Lance Stroll. I mean, go figure that. And I also want the audio of uh, when Stroll hit K Mag. I would love to know what came out of his mouth. Ah, K Mag definitely wasn't happy. No, definitely Um, was not happy. Yeah, for, for the culture, you're right. It's phenomenal. But the, I think the thing that, that hurts us, right, it's like Code, Code is an awesome track. Like, great Code track. is a fantastic racetrack. Yeah. But I, I think what hurts is that, you know, like you're building these tracks and it's like, oh, like, let's go to Miami. But, like, have, like put something good together to do that, right? Because, like, you're – Build you know, a racetrack. Build an actual racetrack. Build right. a real racetrack. Not just – let's put it around the hard rock in our parking lot. Exactly. Because, you, like, European F1 fans are looking at that and they're like – I mean, I don't really care that they're in Miami versus if they're in, like, the middle of Arkansas. Like, the thing is, like, is the track good? Like, is it a solid track to watch? And I think that speaks to exactly what you were saying with the concrete barriers. I mean, that's a 51 and a 56G crash or something like that. And they're not – it's around a turn. Like, they're not carrying that much speed. It's not like Silverstone. Right. I mean, I, I just that, – that one baffled me, especially when they can race, like, what, 10 miles away from missile attacks and Jeddah and they wouldn't let people yeah. leave. Yeah. I mean well, – my, my whole thing, too, is it's like – they want to get popular over here, but why do you want to get popular over here? Do you want to get popular over here so that the, you like the, 
the Instagram models and the celebrities come to the track and get interested in Formula One? Or do you want to attract race fans? Like, who are you trying... What is the audience you're trying... I mean, it's clear what audience they're trying to attract. They're trying to attract the spectacle. But, like, they're not trying to attract race fans. I like it. But, like, someone who likes NASCAR, likes IndyCar, and is used to seeing more action, better tracks, is going to watch that and go, I mean, that was okay, but... You had you had Seb going. I'd much rather race at Road America, which Road America is one of the coolest road courses in this country. Road but again, Washington. again, Washington. instead of do you know how much money could be saved instead of building a whole new track? They go to one of these tracks like Watkins Glen and great, uh, just upgraded to a Grade One FIA track. Yep. Watkins Glen would dra- draw a crowd. Watkins yep. Glen would draw a racing Phenomenal. fan crowd. I think again, the Las Vegas. I think Vegas is going to learn from this. Plus, it's an actual true street course, so they have the built-in excuses with the roads. This was in. This was a, wasn't a street course. This was built in a parking lot. There was no excuse for the track being this bad. None. Zero. I no. hope we get. I hope we get to a point where we go. Let's have one spectacle race in Vegas, and let's. If we're going to have three races in the United States, let's go race at Indy. Go race at Indy. Go race at Road America. Go race at Watkins Glen. Go race at a real racetrack. That yeah. showcases real American racing. Yeah, and I mean, like that, that's the thing is, um, yeah, like earlier, race. like so we were saying they had the nine eleven uh, uh, Cup race. They had like Formula W, right? So like all that goes to like the ingraining of that racing line, right? Right. That's what you hear people talk about all the time. It's like cars are getting faster and faster on even slower tires or whatever, just because that racing line is there. Overnight, it rained horrendously there. Like the track was dry in Miami, but. Like that erodes a ton of that rubber, and I'm curious to see like if you ran those cars again tomorrow, right? How much faster would they actually be with that rubber and that racing line from 60 laps in that track? Well, well, they ran the W series earlier in the morning before the race. I know it rained a little bit, but Alex Albon said they couldn't race side by side. Like there were, at at this track, as soon as you got off the racing line, it was a disaster. Car, yeah. the track was so slippery. There's a way to do it here. To get it popular, to attract that, you know, fancy crowd that you have, but also do the racing right. Yeah. Like it, 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 I enjoyed the race. It was fun, especially when the chaos happened. I, I could see when the drivers are telling you that sucked, it was stupid, perhaps listen to them. Perhaps, you know, perhaps <laughs> listen to them. That's what I'm saying. Is there voicing concerns over, like, Max heard missile strikes over, like, he's like, what is that sound? And, and like, they wouldn't even let them do that. So I can. You know what I mean? Like, let's start there and then worry about everything else. I get that you want to make an entry to the U.S., but, like, it's just not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, Another we, thing that – Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Another thing that Max yeah. said is he's like, we need to start having – being involved in the conversation when they develop these racetracks. That yeah. the the drivers – so Grand Prix Drivers Association needs to be involved in, like, the planning to see these layouts. Yeah. And be like, you know, that corner isn't going to work. 11 through 16 is a very cool corner if the cars yeah. were, you know, way lighter. But it's not even that. It's, can we get a safety barrier? Can we not drive into concrete? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're not making, you know, crazy concert. Like, it's not, um, you know, like, we need to redo the track in a day. It's like, can we get, like, Tech Pro there so, like, nobody dies? And, like, that, it's not, I don't know. Well, well, they kept having to repave the track. They, they, had, they repaved part of the track between FP2 and FP3, and it was I a disaster. Not. It was a disaster. Yeah. Yep. It was a totally different surface than like what they like you could distinctly tell. Um anyway, uh, uh we, a couple we're, things. We're also, sorry, go ahead. Um obviously from your perspectives, Mercedes again, 
from my perspective, I saw FP2 and I was like, oh yeah, we're here. One and four, I was like really excited. And the pace that, again, it wasn't like, it wasn't like all FP2, like, uh, uh, George Russell had a decent pace in that, that session. And then come FP3, it was a disaster. Come qualifying, absolute disaster. I don't yeah. understand it. I, the strategy I don't was, get it. The strategy was there. Um, yeah. You know, nobody knew how the hard tires were going to perform. Laps 1 through 20 was just not even close to the window. And then all of a sudden, just open right up. And even on the radio, Russell called it. He's like, let's wait for a safety car to pit. Like, oh, he- strategy was perfect. Um, and I think that data as well, like, um, I, I think I talked to you guys, like, you know, at Red Bull, like, because our decision was we have, you know, two pairs of, of new uh, new mediums, while Ferrari only had, like, one of, of the, the new tires left, and they had two hards. You know, like, Russell running those 28 laps or whatever it was on those hards, like, that's data that we should have 100%, you know, like, that's, that's exactly what you want to look at, especially, like, Red Bull is very, you know, familiar with Mercedes strategies and their procedures. Um, I think... Like that strategy was extremely impressive, especially from a young driver to hold composure of like, hey, you're gonna fall really bad for 15 laps. And then your tires are gonna get in the window and you're gonna have more grip than anybody out there. And then going to race day and you're the only one, you know, being able to keep that composure, I think speaks a lot to like George Russell where he's at mentally. Well, he bet on himself. He knew that there was gonna be a safety car. Yeah, and- well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, like for a young person, he just knew. He's like, there's going to be a safety car here. This will play into my favor. If it doesn't and I pit, I finish 10th or 9th, Hmm. whatever. But if I, this strategy works out, I finish 5th. Another top five performance prime. And another thing I want to get out there, uh, Lewis Hamilton fans. I love you guys. There's no picking favorites (laughs) there. There was no, oh, how come they prioritized George's strategy over Lewis's? Lewis had already pit. He already pit. They gave him the option to pit, and he made the right choice by not pitting. That was the right choice. George had to pit there. He hadn't, he hadn't had his stop yet. So if he, he had to pit. That was his stop. That was the strategy they planned for. Again, if Lewis decided to run the hards early in the race, he could have also been on that same strategy, but that's not what they decided to go with. He finished sixth. Again, he didn't finish sixth because, you know, he did poorly. It's just the way the strategies played out. He finished sixth. It was maximum points for what that team could achieve right now. It was fifth and sixth. That's good points for the team. Lewis isn't fighting for a world championship, so it doesn't really necessarily matter if he's finishing ahead of George. There's nothing Lewis has to prove. But that's that's seven-time world championship. George is the one who needs his confidence because in three years, Lewis won't be here. George will. And if you're a fan of Mercedes, you want to see George performing well. Yeah. And, um... I... I forget what I was going to say. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the interesting thing – well, oh, um, that was Russell's worst finish this season, correct? I think it's been fourth or fifth all season. Yeah, five. Yeah, he's yeah. been three, four, five. I was hoping that we got to a point of where we heard team orders and that would tell us exactly where Mercedes heads at. I, you're not going to see that, though, because if it was competing for a championship, they're going to go with whatever driver's leading the championship. So, like, if, if I think – I still think to this, if Lewis was being an asshole, not yeah. letting him buy, they would have ordered him buy. Now, you, it's up to him whether he follows those team orders. But, they, like, listen, they raced. They, yeah. they, there were no team orders. No. They did yeah. their little racing. They were, you know, pushed each other off. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Right. George was always going to win that battle. Uh, yeah, but, like, aside from championship, at what point are you like, we need to bring two cars home? 
like we we've had issues all year. So like that's what I'm saying. Like orders from that of like, hey, Lewis, stop racing, or you know, I mean, like just any sort of. I feel like that just gives us a lot of insight into where Mercedes sees the future. Again, I don't. Again, I don't necessarily think Mercedes is cha- going to be challenging for the championship, like mm-hmm. drivers wise. But who knows if they put a good car together maybe later on mm-hmm. this season? Yeah. The constructors' championship matters. They're third. You want to be third. That's more money for them. That's where the, That's money, where the is. money is. That's yeah. more, you know, the win with the uh, the money, obviously. But again, you also thinking about next year. If you do have a good car, you don't want to drive a, a, a stall too far, a garage too far down the pit lane. You want to be as close to the initial coming into the pit lane as possible. You got to think about those things. I understand that's like a little far off, but Mercedes isn't can't think about what driver they want to finish ahead. They're not competing for that championship. You're trying to do as well as you can and pick up as many points, and they did that. They finished fifth and sixth. That's their maximum right now. They're the third best team. They finished in the third best five and six slots. We should be happy. We shouldn't be discussing, oh, Lewis is being betrayed. Oh, this and that. So, no. So to, to that point, like, I, I won't hear you, it. It's ridiculous. When do you put Lewis out to pasture then? I don't think you put Lewis out to. I mean, I'll, I would never. say never. Again, if he's not. But that plays in team orders, though, does it not? Like, who do you want experience in that position then? And, like, that's what I'm saying is any sort of, like, inkling of, of anything that was given. I mean, not, nothing was, right? But anything like that would tell us, like, what are the meetings behind closed doors like? You know what I mean? See, I think I don't. Going on. I think they're good. Again, I, I think another thing people are forgetting. Who was George's idol when he was a kid? Mm-hmm. It was Lewis. And Lewis Hamilton is not again. When him and Nico were going at it, Wait, who does he race for? Well, I, I. But again, like I'm just saying, like that, yeah. that's. I'm sure he had other driving idols too. But like when he was growing up, that was a guy who was no, winning races. Yeah. So I, I just think uh, on a serious note, I, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I think they have probably a. Again, him and Valtteri were friends, regardless of what anyone wants to say. I know the little beef. They were friends. Mm-hmm. I think he learned from the George thing. I know one, he obviously he wants to be a world champion still. Lewis totally does. But I also think he knows that part of his job now is to bring along the future of this team. Again, again, not again, but to be there for George, to help George. I think they get along. I don't think there's a, a beef problem. I don't think Lewis feels slighted. Obviously, it's going to bother him that George is beating him. But, like, yeah. the new overthrows the old, man. That's how it happens. One day... Absolutely. In a year or two, Lewis is going to retire. It's coming. And George is going to be the guy in that team. And for him to be beating Lewis Hamilton, I like that. I like the side of that. Honestly, I want, I want Lewis to be competing at the front. He's my guy. But I also want to see George do good. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, so, I guess, all right. So, let's go around one. Main takeaways from the race. And what's, like, the number one thing to watch moving forward? Uh, mine would be... Red Bull and Ferrari are neck and neck. I- I'm still not sure who has the better car, mm-hmm. um, but I do know that Red Bull has the better driver. I- Charles is good. I think he has the potential to be good, as good as Max. Max has got that mind. Max is so smart. Max has been there, done that. Charles still gets a little, you know, mm-hmm. sketchy in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, he did very good today. He didn't press the issue. He knew that he needed to come home with points, and he did yeah. that. So my main takeaway would be it's them two for this world championship, and it's going to be great. I can't wait to see the next two races. Yeah. Um, so as, as, as a Red Bull fan, I mean, you know, I, I agree with that. I, I'm interested to see how far uh, Leclerc 
progresses over the year, right? Because as he gets more comfy up there fighting with Max, like, I mean, he made one mistake and went too deep in a turn, right? And you never know how that would have played into DRS towards the end. Um, I'm interested to see how far he progresses because that's the main instrument that Ferrari needs, right? They have the car, they have everything else. Um, Red Bull, for me, another, you know, I don't, I'm still hesitant on the reliability issues, right? I know, like, this is the, so we, what, we DNF and then we were okay, we DNF, we were okay. Like, this is the second week where we're okay in a row, but even still, like, Checo still has issues, right? So I'm interested to see how pervasive that is. Obviously, super hot race, so glad the car held up as good as it did, especially in, like, that engine 11 mode, um, which is, like, you know, more balls to the wall there. You know, that's a good thing, but I would like it if, like, hey, like, how about no cars had issues like the other competitors? You know what I mean? Um, So I think that's the main thing moving forward. And then, you know, also, like, let's see what those upgrade packages look like. You know, like, let's see what else Ferrari has in their back pocket because it's been the question all year. Um, I'm happy with our upgrades, you know, like, let's see what else we can do, but, um, yeah. What about you, Jake? I'd like to jump on both your points, really, between Ferrari and Red Bull. It's, like, the, the whole classicness of F1 is you spend the most money, and it's the most technologically advanced, like, racing in the world, and that's what it's going to be this year, is both these teams brought amazing cars the first couple of weeks, and now it's going to be who can spend money, who can develop? So really, it's like Red Bull brought their development package this weekend. Ferrari uh, will next weekend for Monaco too. I'm sure. Uh, I'm assuming it's just going to be one of those. Uh, you know, Red Bull throws a haymaker. Ferrari comes back and throws a haymaker. They're just going to trade blows. I think the whole season on who brings the best packages and who brings the best upgrades. It's going to be one of those deals that this will probably go down to the the final weeks of the season. It's going to be a Leclerc and Max. You know, Max might have a faster car one week. Leclerc. Uh, Leclerc the next week, who makes least mistakes. It's going to be a, a classic F1 season, mm-hmm. really. It's uh, amazing to watch. Yeah. So it's, it's been a great year. Absolutely fantastic. Um, there is one more thing before we scoot out of here that Perfect. I charted down from uh, one of the, I think it was FP2, actually FP3, when they had Juan Mon- Pablo Montoya in the group. Mm. And they were talking about DRS in this new age and uh, – yeah, timed, D- pass, right? timed DRS and with the push to pass. And I thought that would be a really good thing where, you know, instead of just ha- always having DRS one second behind the car in front of you, if we did a time system, because push to pass in IndyCar, I, I know me and Jake watch it all the time. I'm sure you watch it too, AJ. Push to pass in, in IndyCar is fantastic. Yeah. It's so fantastic because you have to, it's a strategy. It's like, mm-hmm. don't use too much because you can use it to defend and attack. So I think that would be really cool if we could see a battle between Max and Charles where they both have DRS and then what if one of them runs out of it, scoots right by, the other one's attacking, the one in front still has it and just scoots away. I think that's something that they should look into because we need to keep DRS. It helps these cars pass. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes in cer- on some of the tracks, especially where um, we have these long straights, it becomes too easy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. The, the other, these, these cars are built with the pass now. in mind, right? So, right. like, I think that'd be something interesting for, like, that next iteration, just because, like, things like wheel size, like, like you know, these cars are built, like, with that DRS, like, a staple, right, of the sport. Um, I think that'd be very interesting to see what they can do, because that calls in, like, a lot more power from the battery, right? So even, like, what if you hook that up, you give unlimited, but you hook it up to ERS and see who can save their battery instead of saying you have X amount of time to use it. You know, like, who can say, like, recharge their battery, like, play that in, like, to the strategy, like, tires or, like, whatever. Um, I think that'd be, a, like, interesting to see how drivers manage that. Yeah, because you'd have to, again, you'd, it'd be something you had to manage. It's not just something you're guaranteed to have 
right. to attack the car ahead of you. It's like, you know, I only have 30 seconds of DRS left. Should we wait to attack later in the race? Hmm. Honestly, I think that's something they are going to look into because it's a very good idea. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah, it would definitely like it would shake a lot of the standings. Like, if you think about some drivers that are just so good at defensive driving, like Fernando. That's what I mean. You get some of these races, like Qatar, he gets up in the third or fourth place in, like, Hungary last year. He's in, uh, what was he, fourth or fifth? You give him the ability to have his car be faster, even though it's not a fast car. You get so many drivers that deserve higher places, but the only DRS by DRS. It really changes things up. It's amazing what it could do if they were allowed to... uh, just, you know, let some drivers use it to defend. I mean, even today, you saw how fast Max was with his uh, with DRS open on the road. I think, too, and then, with uh, undercutting and stuff like that where, okay, you're in the lead, you come back out, you pit, you come back out fifth. You got cars ahead of you. You might Now, in today's racing, if you're within a second ahead of them, you just clear them with the DRS. At this, with the time DRS, you're like, do I really want to use it here to get past fourth or fifth, or do I want to let this play out more until they pit? So then you have to think about it. And again, I don't know what the how long, how many seconds you would use or whatever. I can't even remember how long IndyCar uses it. Is it like two hundred seconds or something like that? I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's but right. it would be really interesting. Two hundred, like one eighty or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it just yeah, especially with oof, today, that's something like to think about. Fast, uh, you saw how fast the Red Bull was in the straight line speed. So it's one of those deals that, say, Ferrari does catch up with power, and Max and Charles are even. You know, they play DRS games in most of the race, really. So does Charles burn it all in the beginning to try and set, like, a two- or three-second gap? And does Max wait till the end to push back, vice versa? Right. You can then have guys go in three-stop strategies or two stops, you know, uh, run soft, hards, and then run the last section of the race on softs with all your DRS and just run wide open. That's another thing. uh, Make up those gaps like Lewis has done and Max has done. It could really change the whole sport Uh, around if they were to just tinker with this idea. Well, another thing he brought back, too, which they'll never do, but it was funny to think about, was if they brought back refueling the cars yeah, like yeah. during the race. But that's a real thing. Like When I watch some of the older races, the Ferraris would always stagger the, the strategies, put uh, Rubens in with less fuel, let him get out there and test how the car would be with less fuel, and then they come in and do the different strategies, and you'd have three top stop strategies. You'd have two stop strategies. I mean, it would always end with Ferrari winning, but it was still really cool. And uh, that's another interesting thing. They'll never do it now because I think it's a lot safer to not refill the cars. Yeah. But you don't want to end up in a fire. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be caught up in a flame like Jos Verstappen. <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a it's <laughs> the racing this year is so much more improved with these cars. These cars are so cool. Yeah. I love them. I love them. And yeah. I can't wait for the rest of the season. It's this yeah. month, dude. I can't wait. May 29th. Oh, I can't wait. Great month for motorsports. Oh, great month for motorsports. All right. All right, y'all. On the softs. Thank you very much for joining us.